Hey, my friend, welcome to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. My name is Lori Seitz. I'm an entrepreneur, mentor, founder of Zen Rabbit, and your guide in moving from fine to fantastic. I love inspiring others to listen to their inner voice and encouraging them to take the steps toward fulfilling their soul. Join me here as we navigate through life transformation, moving from that place where you say everything's fine, it's just fine, but you're really feeling a deep undercurrent of suck. How do you move from there to a renewed sense of yourself? You're in the right place for stories and experiences of self-discovery and courage to help you on your journey. And you'll find each episode has an accompanying meditation. Now let's get into it. Today, I'm talking with Karen Cooper about conformity, losing your identity, letting fear drive your decisions, and self-sabotage. Karen and I met through LinkedIn. I saw a comment she made on someone else's post, and I thought, I bet she has a story to share about moving from fine to fantastic. So I messaged her, we chatted, and here we are. Karen was taught to conform, sit down, and shut up. So she did for her first 50 years. Going to college, working in corporate America, and raising her children, doing what she was supposed to do, and everything was, eh, pretty much fine. Then her world was rocked, and she had to redefine herself. But even then, she didn't listen to her inner knowing right away. When she hit rock bottom in her health, she finally realized what she'd been doing wasn't working for her. She shares what she discovered about living in victim mode and always finishing the what-if question with something negative. And when life, ironically, got easier. Quick reminder, today's episode is sponsored by Zen Rabbit. Want to add more joy to your life? Zen Rabbit Wisdom gives you weekly tips for doing that every Wednesday. Text the word gratitude to 42828. Hello and welcome to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. I'm here today with Karen Cooper, and I'm so excited to talk with you about your story of moving off of fine and more towards fantastic. Welcome to the show, Karen. Thank you, Lori. I very much appreciate you having me here today. Yeah, so let's start off with the question that I start off with all my guests, and I'm just really curious, what beliefs were instilled in you as you were growing up that influenced you as an adult in making decisions? It was really a lot of, neither one of my parents went to college. So there was that aspect of, you know, you go to college, you get a good job. You do, the, you do, you know, that, that's what you do. That's sort of how it's supposed to operate. Um, and it was a little bit of, I have a big mouth. Um, I tend to speak my mind, even at a young age. And that was kind of frowned upon. So a belief that was, I don't think on purpose, but in, maybe inadvertently put on me was, you know, you got to conform, you got to fit in, you know, don't be so loud, those, those kind of things. And, you know, lastly, it was about also, to be honest, you know, I, I, I grew up, I come from Brooklyn and I grew up in a Jewish home and my parents, you know, believed, well, my mom more than my dad, but it was, you know, you only date Jewish people, you know, you don't date out of your religion. And my, mm. my argument, <laughs> my mother was always, well, you're dating a human, not a religion. And I actually never dated <laughs> a I had Jewish that person to my husband. <laughs> my mother. 
Yeah. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, if they treat me like a human being, like, I don't understand why this matters. Um, yeah. I couldn't, like, figure it out. And it made no sense to me. And so, but I didn't listen. So that's part of how I operate. I was like, okay, yeah, that, that, yeah. that's it's, awesome. We're on the same page there. Uh-huh. And yeah, I didn't listen. And honestly, I never actually seriously dated a, a Jewish a, until actually my husband, ironically. <laughs> so yeah, those yep. were pretty much, I think, the main ones that were kind of instilled in me. And so then how did that carry over into your early adult life and the choices that you made? I thought I kind of just was like, you know what, this is the way it's supposed to be. Like, that's kind of how I kind of felt it would be. Um, my brother is four years older than myself. And, you know, you know, my parents didn't have a lot of money and, and things like that. We were fine. But, like, you know, it, th- there was always that sort of hovering, I guess, if you will. And my brother's like, nope, I'm not going to do this. This is not how I'm going to be when I grow up kind of a thing. And I was just like, well, I guess this is how it was supposed to be. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how I went into, you know, I did, I did go to college, even though I wanted to quit a few times. I did end up, you know, working in corporate America and things like that. But it was kind of like, I was fine. I was (laughs) to the point, you know what I mean? I was like, well, this is how it's supposed to be. So that's just the way it is. Yeah. That's just, I'll just accept because that's, that's what I think it is. Right. Okay. And then when we talked before in the pre-show interview about that, when you turned 50, what happened? I lost my job. <laughs> I was lost your my sense job. of self and identity tied up in that job? Oh, a thousand percent. And, and, and it wasn't even necessarily that specific job. It was, I was a working mom. Like, that's kind of like how my, my what I thought of, I, uh, crazy I know, but what I had thought of myself, it was like kind of my jam, if you will. Like, I'm a working mom yeah. and, you know, I do something on the side and, you know, my kids play sports and I managed to figure it all out somehow, you know, and it was very, and I didn't realize the weird thing about that, by the way, and I think I said this was, I didn't even realize it was tied to my identity so that when I lost that job, I was just like, whoa. And so, cause I don't mind turning 50, but maybe that has something to do with it as well. And it was just a lot of, it took me a few months to really like kind of get out of that, no, that's not who I am kind of philosophy. Yeah, that's not who I, that's what I was doing, but that's not who I am. Right. Yeah, a lot of us get tied up in that, that job. When I shut down my first business, my, I had started, I was like, it was really hard because that's, that was my identity. Right. And now who am I without that? Exactly. Exactly. And you don't realize like you are a human being and like you almost like, it's crazy as it sounds, you kind of forget who you are because again, you kind of like, you know, going back to, you know, it's fine and and this is the way it's supposed to be kind of a thing. It's even, it's just, you don't even realize it. And it's sort of a lot of times what I'm learning now is you don't even hear half the things you're saying to yourself, let alone Mm -hmm. other people. And so I didn't yeah. realize at the time that's what I had done. Like, you know, and I'm sure other people, I'm sure it was put on me by society as well and whatnot. And, you know, it was also frowned upon that I was a working mom. So maybe, you know, my defiant self was like, well, my kids are upright and they still call me mom. So they, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the process that you went through to kind of reclaim your sense of self a lot of crying (laughs) a lot of walking I was just a mess I mean honestly to be fully transparent 
Um, I have been, I've been dabbling in the personal development space for a few years prior to that. So I did a lot of that too. I, you know, personal development was reading books, was listening to, um, uh, Mel Robbins is a friend of mine. Tony Robbins is another one. Um, you know, watching YouTube videos, like I would literally type in like motivation or inspiration or stuff like that. Um, and you know, just keep consistently doing that. Like, you know, and honestly, some days I just let it be. Like some days if I didn't feel like doing it, I didn't. I kind of stayed in that place, if you will, because that's what I kind of needed to do at the time. And then little right. by little, what was happening was when I was in a bad mood or when I was pissy or something like that, like I noticed bad things were kind of happening. And, you know, they always say these things, but you don't necessarily believe them. And then I was like, wait, if I, you know, and I knew I had the ability to kind of change my, the way I looked at things and the way I reacted towards things and stuff like that. So it took me, it took me a little bit, but that's kind of what I did. I never, I, maybe I went a day or two without doing personal development or something like that. I would vent to people, but like, I, I was always sort of talking to people and getting it out of my system in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Well, good for you for one, recognizing that some days you just needed to be in that place. It's okay to feel what you feel, even if it's not all sunshine and roses. It's okay. Like you have to let yourself feel the feelings so that you can move through them. And then recognizing the pattern that like, hey, if I stay in this dark place, it's a perpetual... Yes, yeah, it, it was a perpetual cycle darkness. of darkness. It's like, you know, and, and I, I was completely a skeptic. So I get, you know, anybody who's listening to this at the moment, it's like, yeah, whatever. You know, she drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah, I did. But you know what? I'd gotten to the point in my life where I was just like, I, what else is there? You know what I mean? I, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't be fine anymore. It wasn't enough. You know, it, it was just yeah. not enough. And, and I, I, you know, I can't control some actions around me and things that happen for sure, but I can control how maybe I react to them. What I, not even so much what I feel, but how I react to them. And then what onus do I place on that? You know what I mean? Yeah. It isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I'm not happy and peppy all the time, bursting with love all the time. But I also, 10 years ago, would sit and wallow in the misery you know mm. what I mean? And be like that for weeks upon weeks upon end. And, you know, thinking how, why is this happening to me? Playing the victim card really, really well. Right. And, and it wasn't serving me, quite frankly. It, it was just, yeah. it wasn't doing anything for me. Yeah. You know, I've been accused of, sometimes accused of wearing rose-colored glasses. And my response to that is much like, your, you know what? It's prettier this way. I'm happier. And if the goal is my happiness without hurting anyone else and I'm going to wear them. <laughs> like what you're saying, like if you think this is hokey and personal development is not, okay. is like a panacea, <laughs> then fine. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. That's awesome. <laughs> I was that yeah. way too. I totally get it. And I, I, and that we were all allowed to have our own opinions and our own feelings about things. That that's the of beauty of, of it. Of course. Stepping back when you first started the personal development path, because that was, you said it was a couple years before you got laid off. What was the initial thing that drew you to it? it oddly enough, it wasn't even the personal development piece. I had actually, talking about being fine and not being fine, I just was like annoyed with having no energy. I decided to say yes to my health is really how the mm. personal development was introduced to me. I, I was just I had no energy. I was unhappy. I was like, I said, I played the victim card really, really well. And a, a few people that I knew were doing, you know, doing this health, this health program. And I was like, 
you know, I was very much the skeptic. And then I, I could, I, I basically hit my own rock bottom. And so part of doing, part of saying yes to my health was the introduction to personal development. So because I was willing to make, I was ready to make the change in myself. I was ready to embrace the personal development, even though I, and I, and I didn't dive in. I'll be, I was like tiptoeing in. I was that person. The water was freezing kind of thing. I was like, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I had heard enough people personally that I knew and I saw the people kind of transform in a way that I was like, you know what, whatever I've been doing isn't working. It isn't, it, it, you know, I'm, I, I need to do something else. So that's how it was introduced to me. And I kind of just have been doing it ever since. And I, and honest to God, it's the hugest, when I talk about, you know, to other people about my health and wellness and stuff like that, I talk about that the most because that was the hugest shift for me that I didn't know was going to happen. Had no clue. Couldn't, I would have never wow. predicted it. Yeah. Uh, so it is a bonus to that. You got the health and wellness part and you got the, the, got the personal mindset. development yeah. part as a bonus. Yes. Yeah. Again, talking about a cycle, it all, all feeds into or fuels each other there. So take us through. So that was a couple of years ago. And now where are you and what are you doing? So now um, I was still working in corporate for, I, so after I had lost my job, I was looking for another job and that experience was, I was not, even though I try to be positive about things, it was not a pleasant experience at all. Um, looking for a job when you're 50 in New York City is, is mm-hmm. a very challenging uh, thing to be and a uh, thing to do. But I ended up finding a contract position and long story short, my contract position ended March 31st of 2020. <laughs> so I had been doing timing. <laughs> perfect timing, you know, so I had been dabbling, I had been doing, I, I do health, I was do, had a side gig of health and wellness and, uh, for a few years before that, for now it's five and a half years. But so when my contract ended, I was like, apparently the universe is trying to tell me, and I feel like the universe was trying to tell me when I was looking for a job that maybe I should do the health and wellness thing full time. And I didn't listen. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's other things I didn't believe before I did personal development, but I'm like, wait a minute, you know, sometimes universe, whatever you want to call it, presents you with things that you don't, if you're not, if you're like this, then you're straight ahead. You yeah. don't see, you're not open to. And so when the job ended last year, I was like, okay, you know what? No, I'm going to give the health and wellness thing a go full time because I'll be, I don't, and, and I worked in advertising. So it was kind of like, and I knew people were getting laid off left and right. I worked in advertising for 20 plus years. So I knew it was it, finding a job before the pandemic was hilarious. Finding one in March of two twenty was it wasn't going to happen. I mean, uh-huh, it was like right. literally looking for a needle in a haystack at that point. Yeah. Now, obviously, right. it's different. So I was like, you know what? No, and I didn't want to. I didn't. I was never. I was never home with my kids. I always worked. I went back to work when my daughter was ten weeks old. Two months after nine eleven, she was born August of one. I went back to work when my son was 20 months old. I couldn't stay home. I was home for two years, like not quite two years with him. And you know what? I wanted to be able to be home and have the flexibility, even though my kids are 15 and 19. I have a college age, mm-hmm. a college student. She's not even home now. But still, like that's, that was something that right. I wanted for me. And so that's what I've been doing now. Yeah. Sometimes we need to get hit in the head with a two by four to pay attention, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we have to and take so the, the chances. the pandemic was that for you. For sure. Although, 
for sure. And I didn't realize sometimes you have to take the chances, even though I was always that what if type of person. Like I was always afraid to take chances. You know, I'm afraid of, of going on. I've been dying to go on Superman and Great Adventure for years. Still haven't made it on. So I get the fear part of it. And I get the, you know, and I, the self-limiting, all that stuff. I'm, I'm actually doing a mastermind now working through that. But I, I, so I totally, I resonate with all of that. But at the same time, I, I, what I was doing and how I was living, I knew there was what, there was this gnawing thing in me, voice, whatever you want to call it, that was like, no, there, there's something different, there's something more, you know? Yeah. So that, that's kind of, yeah, the pandemic was just like, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, finally, <laughs> well, right, a, kind of a wake-up call, like, hey, listen to what you're feeling, Listening, listen to your inner knowing. What kind of support did you have in, uh, from your family? You know what? They they didn't. <laughs> my son loves it because apparently nobody in Staten Island knows how to drive other than myself. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, you know what? They didn't. I think they didn't mind because my daughter was home, so her college closed obviously last year. And you know, they didn't. It wasn't like a conversation. Like it was. It, it's funny that you asked that question. Like it wasn't like we had this conversation. Like okay, like mom's gonna stay home now. It was kind of like it just happened. And nobody mm-hmm. seemed to <laughs> that it happened. Okay. If that, you know what I mean? It was just like, right. and I think, I don't think, because I was never, I was never home during the day. Like, obviously I was present at night and things like that, you know, when I would, yeah. but you know, in this instance, you know, like my son plays baseball. So I was like able to, we didn't have to worry about who's going to take him to practice and who's going to take him to games and things like that. You know, there was, you know, if they needed to, if my daughter needed a car because she was driving, she can use my car. You know what I mean? There was so much mm-hmm. at, at, that we had that we didn't have before that I don't think anybody really minded. You know, this brings up an interesting point because so you listened to your inner knowing and you took this leap that you were hesitant to have to take before. And life got easier. Oddly enough. <laughs> right. Oddly enough. And I'm and honestly, I'm happier. I mean, not that mm-hmm. I was unhappy before, but, you know, it's hard. You know, and, and believe me, I'm not begrudging. You know, if you choose to work, that's cool. That's awesome. But, you know, sure. I, it was my personal choice was if I didn't have to go back to work, I wouldn't have. You know what I mean? That yeah. was just for me. My journey was that. So, yeah, it did get easier because I, I make my own hours. I mean, there's maybe set things sometimes, like we do a power hour every day from 12 to 1, and certain times that I have team calls and stuff like that. But otherwise, I decide when I'm working. So if my son is like, I have to be, I'd like to go to the gym at 2.30, okay, I can take you and apparently drive all of your other friends too. <laughs> you know? Because you're the one who's around. You know, uh-huh. well, you know, because I, you know, it's funny because now I realize like, a lot of his friends are teach some, you know, I know a lot of teachers, so they're still working, you know, and, and some of his friends, you know, their parents are healthcare workers. So, you know, when I, and it's nice because I can be the one to drive everybody everywhere all of the time. But right. Well, so it's, it comes back to, well, I was afraid to jump, but now it's, yeah, listening again, listening to your inner knowing it's not really surprising that things got easier when you started paying attention to what you really needed to do. And, 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 and what was being sort of presented to me. I think that was part of it, yeah. too, because even though I know a lot of times I feel like we know things, but we're like, yeah. there was that that fear. There's that we place that like whatever it is in ourselves. We get into our yeah. own we get into our own minds. And I was like, I was totally doing that. 
And, and it just was like, you know what? Here's, here's, here. Go, go do this. And the funny thing is, you know, like the power hours started because of the pandemic. Like all of these things. Has it been easy and rainbows and unicorns? No. So I'm going to, <laughs> but that's not life. What I found is I'm much less stressed, even though I'm in health and wellness. Mm-hmm. I'm still like, it's not, oh my God, what am I going to do with? It's like, okay, we'll figure it out. Even if I have a meeting or something is going on, I'm, I, my mind is not as bogged down as it was yeah. previously. So things just tend to work themselves out in some way, shape, or form. We talked about that concept of surrender. Yeah, it's kind of like you kind of, you know what? I'm not a type A personality by any stretch in the imagination. But at the same time, it's like I was very, I I was, I'll be perfectly, and I'm very real. Like that's the the huge important thing for me is to be honest and real with almost to a fault. But like I had a lot of self-limiting, self limiting beliefs and you know a lot of self I was self-sabotaging for sure for sure mm-hmm. and I think that's part of what a lot of us do is we know we're supposed to do something and we, we just what what if you know what I mean we, we go to the what if we go to the wrong part of the what if is really what mm-hmm. happens is we already we always started with the negative but what if this what if the and you know what what if it doesn't work okay well now at least you took the chance and you know maybe it doesn't work but what if it actually does work right. or what if it, it's, you know, it's working, but maybe not to the degree. And like in my case, I was like, okay, you know, I understood more of what my issues were. So now I can work on those, which is what I've been doing this year, investing in myself, taking masterminds, furthering my growth. 90, I think it's 90 something percent of millionaires are always learning, growing and doing something to better themselves. Yeah. And growth is, is the natural Really, the natural human condition requires growth. That because if you're not growing, you're dying. So which t- you know which one do you want? <laughs> and a lot of us, but a lot of us don't. Like I didn't for a long time. We stay in the fine. Like we stay, mm-hmm. we stay there. You know, and, mm-hmm. and 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 you know what? For some, that's okay. But you know, growing can be very. Um, it's not easy. It's not pleasant when you're looking really, really, really hard in the mirror and things like that. But when you uncover. Mm-hmm. When, then you can uncover what's going on and then you can be like, oh, wait, I have all these other ways and all these other talents and all these other things. And it's just, it's just been amazing. Honestly, it's been phenomenal. Yeah. I, to your point of it's not always comfortable. However, once you get through that point of uncomfortableness on the other side is so much, it's so much better. It's better than you could have possibly imagined. And yeah, that process of growth and and getting um, through the expansion. uncomfortable, right? Expansion, right? Yeah, right. And it's getting right. through the and uncomfortable, it, right? It is uncomfortable because I think a lot of us don't do that. I'm reading the Five AM Club right now. Uh, with we actually have a, a bunch of us at a book club, but it talks about also like owning your morning, owning your life. But it also talks about when you start to do something that you don't necessarily have never done. It's of course it's uncomfortable, whatever that may be. But you have sure. to get over the uncomfortable to get to the other side. Yeah. And the only way over is through. Like the only way to the other side is to go through it. So you have to feel that uncomfortableness and trust. So this is a big piece of what we've been talking about today is having trust and having faith that it will be better on the other side because it always is. Like it always is, even if you don't 
see it at the beginning of how it's going to work out, you have to have that faith that it will and just know. And if you if you tap into that inner knowing, you get quiet and you really listen, you will get to that point of, okay, I know it deep in my bones, it will be okay. It looks all crazy right now, it will be okay. Exactly, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. That's exactly right. Yeah. Before I ask you, well, no, well, I'm going to ask you the question now. We talked about that song that gets you charged up. And, and wait, before, I, before you answer this, so something really cool that Karen's doing is, now I forgot what the, what's it called that you do every day? Oh, my dance breaks. Dance break. She, Karen does this dance break on Facebook, and she picks a different song every day. And for whatever the length of the song is, three minutes, it's yeah. dance break. I freaking love this concept because it reminds me, my roommate in college, Jean and I, used to take dance breaks. We'd be studying, studying, studying all night. And then we'd go, all right, time for a dance break. And typically we'd put on that Upstairs at Eric, Upstairs at Eric's, that was the album. It was Yaz. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it Don't was go. Just Can't Get Enough. Oh, Just Can't Get Enough. the name of the song. And we would just go wild and crazy for the length of the song, and then we'd sit back down and start studying again. So you do this cool dance break thing, which I love. And um, we can put in the show notes, like the page of where people can find you if you're open to it. Yeah, I do it. I do it on Facebook every day. And then I figured out a way to download the, the, the download it. So I put it in reels on Instagram also. But Facebook is the full length of the, <coughs> of the song. Yeah, I actually had people sending me, I have maracas, I have tambourines. And sunglasses, because I had like a pair of sunglasses from like the 99 cent store. Um, but yeah, I've been doing that every day since uh, September. Since September, yeah. I do it's that. Such a, it is such a great way to boost your energy in the middle of the day or any time that you come across your video. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I do it. it I tend to it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I tend to do it in the afternoon when, when there's no baseball, when there's baseball. Like, it could be any time. But yeah, I mean, and a lot of people have been complimenting me about it and telling telling me, um, somebody told me last night in my networking group how she t- when she talks about her joy module, she brings that up. I was like hysterical. I'm like, oh, my God. And, you know, it was it just brings a lot of people joy. And I think here's the thing, guys. Life is life, but it doesn't have to be so serious all the time. And we need to, like, take a break and have a little bit of fun. You know yes. what I mean? It's not a personal. I'm actually talking in, in a few in a little while to a networking group about personal development, but how it also could be fun. Like that, that's the other thing yeah. is not all that serious, but thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I do the dance breaks. It, it's, it, it, start, it started out, to be honest, it started out as a challenge in, with the powerhouse I was talking about. It was like, what can we do for 30 days? You know, and it was like maybe write gratitude lists or stuff like that, or, you know, I am statements or whatever. And I'm like, I can't yeah. do that for 30 days. I'm like, I love disco. I'm on the bash to my love of it. And I was like, I can do it. I can do dance breaks because at the beginning of the pandemic, I also did a group called No Corona for You. I think we talked about this, like, because I would just yes. felt like everybody was just like so. It was just so polarizing what's going right. on on social media, and I was just like, there needs to be something that breaks it up, kind of a thing. So I decided to do the d- these dance breaks, and people like loved it, and and so yeah, so I do those every single day, and I'm trying not to duplicate songs, but I may I may get to that point where I have to duplicate. Yeah, that's okay. Songs. People probably won't remember. By the time you start recycling, they won't remember they heard it before. Right. They'll just be like, oh yeah, that's a good song. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and and to, so yeah, and it, to your point too, it it's uh it's about finding what works for you. 
So if writing a gratitude journal every day doesn't work for you, but doing dance breaks does, then do that. Like do the thing that works for you. Okay, so now tell me what your your go-to hype song is. Well, when we initially talked, I said two of them, and I'm actually going to stick with them because, like I said, I love disco, and it, any disco song really gets to me. But like I kind of feel like my anthem lately um, is I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. And my other one would be uh, Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Staying Alive, Staying Alive. Yeah. Ah, I just I'm feel like insane. those would... Nobody be- wants to hear me sing. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just, those were the two that immediately came to me. And I was just like, you know what? Yeah, and I kind of, yeah, I, I just, even if you hate disco, I kind of feel like you, you can't not listen to it and feel some sort of joyous emotion. So yeah, those would yes. be my walk-up songs. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for sharing what you've shared with us today. I know that the listeners are going to get value out of and and can relate to what you are talking about. We will put your contact information in the show notes so people can find you. Is there a particular place you mentioned Instagram, what's your and and Facebook? Uh so on what, Facebook, uh yeah, I'm on LinkedIn too, but on Facebook it's Karen C A R E N Shagrin S C H A G R E N Cooper C O O P E R. And on LinkedIn, it's my name. It's Karen Cooper 1123. Uh, sorry, okay. on Instagram, it's Karen Cooper 1123. Got it. All right. We'll put a link in the show notes so people can find you and, and dance along. <laughs> and yeah. The more thanks, the merrier. Thanks so much for joining me today on Fine is a Four-Letter Word. Thank you very much for having me. This was amazing. Wow. What great stories and points Karen had to share in today's episode. Here are a few key elements to take away from this one. Number one, we often don't hear the things we're saying to ourselves. Pay attention because it matters. Number two, staying in the negative creates a vicious cycle of continued negativity. Even if you're a skeptic about personal development, dip a toe in that water and see how your perspective and then your life can change. Number three, life doesn't have to be so serious. You can make it fun. And number four, have trust. Have faith that everything will work out because it always does. Thanks for being here and subscribing to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. Please share this show with a friend. If you're feeling especially generous, leave a review so other women like you can discover the show too. It's on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and all the major podcast directories. And I'd love to hear what's happening in your world. Join me on social. On Instagram, it's zen underscore rabbit. You can find links to the other platforms at zenrabbit.com. Before you go, remember to take a moment to think about what you're grateful for today. And lastly, you can find this week's meditation queued up right after this episode, or maybe it's just before, depending on where you're listening. Look for it. You'll find it because you always find exactly what you're looking for. Remember that. <laughs>